posted. Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it with Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. Hello, and welcome back to Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective. It's me, Kadi Asad, and I'm here with my good friend, James Hilmer. Hello. Hi, we will be talking to a guest today about a time they were ghosted, rather by a family, friend, or lover. And today our guest is a comedian and co-host of Were You Raised by Wolves, the podcast, Leah Bonima. Yeah! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. We're really excited. Um, I'm so excited you're here. We just met this year through a few shows, and we have a lot of mutual friends, I think, and I just really enjoy you. I think you're really funny every time I see you and you're like a really big joy to talk to, which is like not always how that works, people. So it's very cool. I'm blushing. You can't see me at home, but I'm literally blushing. Thank you so much. I, likewise. Thank you so much for saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, heck, yeah. We're so excited you're here. Uh, do you mind telling us about a spirited connection that you've had? Um, I actually feel like people that I went through in ch- uh, like intense changing times with. Yeah. I'm still friends with a lot of them over time and space, like people that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, and then people like in my like wild college days, you know what yeah. I mean? You could not yeah. see them and then you show up and you're right back in it. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of my girlfriends from, from college, from college or from where I grew up in Maine, you yeah. know, you just see each other time. It's could be five years. It could be, you run into 10 years. You yeah. just have all those moments in life where you are finding yourselves together. Right. Yeah. A pivotal moment of figuring out who you are. And then you can also, do you reflect back and see how much you've changed? There's kind of like different eras too, but you're still, you can come back and meet each other as friends. I don't think I reflect like we don't reflect in our conversation, right? but I think we all recognize our changes and mm-hmm. then the things that keep us together. Yeah. Right. I feel, I remember I went to uh, my old high school best friend's wedding and I, we hadn't really kept in touch, but then when I saw her at the wedding and we started talking, it was weird. It was like, Oh, of course I know you. Like this wasn't, this isn't hard to talk to you at all. It was weird. It felt like transported back in time. I hope she felt the same way. But, I'm sure she did yeah. because I think it's a mutual thing. Yeah. Like seeing her face and just watching her listen to me, I was like, Maggie, like we used to stay up all night and talk about boys. And then uh, you made me ask a boy out and it was really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So usually a spirited connection. The idea is that because when you're ghosting someone, it's cutting off contact suddenly without an explanation. We try to, because we're going to talk about that, which is usually a negative experience. Then we're going to be start by talking about the positive one. Spirited connection is very the opposite of that, where against all odds, you've kept in touch with someone. Um, do you all live spread out across the country or do you live oh, close yeah. to any of them? No, now? I don't live close to any of them. Yeah. And so. do you guys talk on the phone or is it like when you go home, it's just like so easy to be around them? Well, we text. Is that? Can, yeah. Can, yeah. 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 I, text. Um, I do actually make phone calls to my one friend, Coral. I'll call yeah. and leave messages or I leave voice. I love a voice text because I, for our listeners at home, I recently moved here from New York and I consider leaving voice texts to be very LA no. because oh. you're like, I'm driving. And so I just love leaving voice memo texts and I do it all the time. I think it's really funny that people are like, no, don't call me. Don't you dare call me. But we're like leaving like 10 minute voice memos. <laughs> to each other in text. It's like, I also do it because there's a time zone difference oh. and I'm out with stand up. I'm out late. And then it's even later on the East coast. Right. And I yeah, don't want somebody calls me that late at night. I'm like, you're, it feels like it would be an emergency. Yeah. yeah. I don't want people to think that. Yeah. Or I need to come get you from some bad yeah. situation. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the voice memos are also like, like we don't have the time to text. Yeah. You're like, I'm driving. Sorry. I can't text. I'm in the car. I'm running around or whatever. I do call people. Um, but I call people that I know are also phone call people Mm -hmm. or people that I think may be available at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Like a lot of people are just really busy. They got kids, they got jobs, they got other jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you're like, I don't want to. In this day and age, they have like 12 jobs. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you to feel, I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. This is a funny thing that happened that I thought of. Mm. Yeah. Um, but most of my friends are in East Coast time zone. Yeah. I I don't think the voice memos are hurting human connection. I think maybe it's slowly making its way back. Like it's like we got so attached to texting that we weren't making phone calls. And now it's like now we're leaving voice memos. It's like, are we making our way back to phone calls? To we like, might be. We might be. Yeah. I I personally I like a phone call too. It like depends. Like I like texting to like know where you're going to be and when and I'll meet you there. I don't want you to confess something to me in a text. I don't want you to really tell me a long story in a text. I don't want anything serious in yeah, a text. I don't want anything it, serious. Just, I got one yeah. recently that should have been a call to yeah. the point where like I had to bring it up in therapy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, <laughs> it was aggressive information. And you were like, this is too much. I send paragraphs and my younger friends say that's very like millennial of me. Like when I was in grad school, I had friends who were kind of like um, youngest you would call a millennial and they're more like Gen Z. And they were just like. They would call me a boomer. They were like, oh, look at the paragraph. <laughs> they send like, dit, 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 like line after line after line. I do that like, too. Yeah. I fire off thoughts as they come in. And then like, wait, ignore that. It <laughs> sounds like it stressed you out because it was too much. It was not. It wasn't too long. It was stuff that should have been relayed in a, hey, can I talk to you about something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. if you're going to give me something that's hard to handle, I want to text. It's like, Hey, I have to talk to you about something. Do you have time? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Tone. Would because be I have no ability to screen something coming on a text. And if yeah. it's like intense, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You just hit me anywhere. You have no idea where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. So uh, things I'm firing off are just like, I saw this funny thing, you know right. what I mean? Or mm. if that's what my voice thinking of you hope this went great. You know, I actually yeah. write my friends stuff down in my calendar. Like if somebody has a big event or their kids or we have a thing or like, that's and so, so nice. I'll just be like thinking of you today. And I don't really feel like that needs a call. No. Yeah. 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 But I do. I walk to Pilates because I'm, I'm from L.A. now. And <laughs> if I walk there and back, I get 10,000 steps. Whoa. So I save up my phone calls for those walks. Mm. I do that, too. I'll save up my phone calls for my drives. Perfect. Like if I'm driving far away to a gig, like that's when I'll call like my mom and like, you know, let her tell me who's talking shit, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. And my brother or whatever. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I save them up for the for like when you need entertainment, but you can't be in front of a screen. Mm. <laughs> but also when you're like, I'm I'm walking. Yeah. I, I have this time. I, yeah. It's not work time. It's early enough in the day that I can be calling the East Coast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's a little later there too. Uh Leah, it's time for you to regale us with your ghosting story. Feel free to share up front if it's a family friend or lava. So I was thinking about this because obviously I've been ghosted by plenty of men, but I <laughs> actually, you know, it doesn't feel deeply hurtful. It feels like par for the course. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, so I decided to share a, I got ghosted by a, a friend, <gasps> which I still think about, like, it'll still pop into my brain and I'll be like, what happened? And then I'll go through every word. Yeah. Cause then it's so hard to believe that it's just them being mean or insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or mean or, but so you're like, I must have done something. Yeah. Um, but then I can't, you know, and then you pick out these minute things you said that you're like, maybe it was that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It all becomes like Seinfeld episode premises where like, maybe it was this weird thing that I can't control or yeah, you start to examine yourself a lot, but friend for how long? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't incredibly long. It was that we met during an intense period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I met her in when I was still had a day job mm -hmm. and I, my mother had, has been, had been in a car accident. I moved home to take care of her <gasps> and I came back you know, I stopped comedy. I came back. I was like getting back into life. And so I just been through all this family stuff. How long were you out? Like um, out of the scene? I was out of the scene for a year. And then when I came back, I, sort of really struggled. So I wasn't really just struggled going back into life. I yeah. felt very fragile. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I didn't really come back for, I would say for another year, you know, I was so sort of you, trying. It felt like you were gone for two years yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, 
so I met this woman and I was doing stand up again at this point and going back into it. So I was sort of had, I actually wrote a show about my mother's accident. So I, wow. that's what I did. I took a one woman stand up class and I kind of put it. So that's really how I process, process things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of, um, I wouldn't say on the other side of it, but I, w- I had, you know, dealt with a lot of feelings. And so this person was sort of where I had been. Yeah. Their mother was going through something. And then I said, you know, if you need whatever. And then we actually went on like a weekend together, which I never do with people. And I mean, she. Do you want to give her a fake name? Sure. Let's call her. You pick it. Lucinda. Let's call her Lucinda. (laughs) So Lucinda and I actually went away together and we had fun. We had laughs. Very charismatic person. Um, And she shared all this stuff she was going through with her family. Yeah. And I mean, I pulled out everything I had to try to be supportive and be there and check in on her. And how is this? And, um, then we like, we went back into like regular life stuff, you know, when she was sort of going through it, but then kind of out of the intense period. And then, and then we just sort of like do like, you know, like fr- friend stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was just this period. And then, then it was like, she was in the arts. Yeah. So we would do arts, artsy. Oh, are you interested in this exhibit? You're right. Yes. Um, and she was more like, she liked more like shopping kind of things than me. I'm not a, so I would go with her and we'd have fun. You know what I mean? She'd be like, yeah. want to do this? I'd be like, yeah. And then out of fucking nowhere, we're just not friends anymore. Mm. Just like stop responding. To stop texts, responding. Phone calls. Um, or it would be like so much time in between getting anywhere, having like real conversations. Yeah. And then they became very like sort of trite responses. And like she was angry, not even angry, just acted like she didn't want to know me. Like huh. it wasn't even enough. I think anger would have felt better because you're like, Oh, you're mad at me. Yeah. This felt like just complete, not caring. Just like putting a, a complete like wall up. Yeah. I don't even know if it, yeah, it was like, it, well, it was like there had always been a wall all of yeah. a sudden. Like, oh. you know, when somebody looks at you like they don't know you. Yeah. And you're like, you sucked me. F- oh, can we curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sucked me dry. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I poured this well of something that was very emotional. Yeah. But not even about my stuff, like to help with your stuff. Yeah. You did a lot of listening to her. And I understand like when someone's in the middle of something intense and they just went through it and then they need a breather. But it wasn't that. We also did like regular fun friend things. Yeah. And that it all got taken away. And, you know, as an adult, you don't make friends the same way. No. And because you're not you're working, you're not in you're not in a similar location like you were growing up with a lot of people. You're not all hormonally changing and your your brain's forming at the same time. (laughs) So I was like, this is a real new friend. You know what I mean? That was the thing I was going to ask is. So how long you lived in L.A.? A while. No, well, this was it. This was in New York. I know. So that's why I, I oh, wonder okay. is so New York City. This was in New York City. Yes. What do you feel like is the big difference between making friends, keeping friends in both places? I think it more has to do with your age. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was saying you're like, you're going to like exhibit. Do you want to go to this? You want to go to that? I feel like doing all of that here is just, there's so much more of it and easier to get to and do in New York. Oh, I, I haven't had that experience. I I feel like, I think it's also because I got a dog here. Uh-huh. So uh, I go on dog dates with so many people. I love that oh. so much. And I want to come. I don't have a dog, but I just want to totally hang out with come. the dogs. Okay. It feels so LA. You're like, do you want to take the dog to this? Uh, I went to a dog birthday party last week and I was like, I got, we got invited and I called my, I was like, we got invited to our first dog birthday party. And it was like a huge deal. They had a dog cake. Like they made it, got a cake made for the dog. Out of was like, it like big names in comedy? Who these were, were not comedy people. This was not good. Oh, wow. This was somebody who we met at the dog park. And I was like, Whoa. That is so funny. Yes. I love that so much. I really, it's like a whole new world. It's You're like, like what is happening? Does it feel really exotic? Cause they're talking about like nine to five jobs and like, I don't actually don't even know what they do for a living. All we talk about is dogs. That is so What's our dog poop like? You know what I mean? Which is one of the reasons I love dog people because I feel like 
I often struggle with talking about the wrong things. Okay, interesting. Because I, it seems like what I think is appropriate is not what other people think is appropriate. I have that sometimes too. Yeah. So that's why I love being around comics because it seems like there's a much broader definition mm. of yes. what you can talk about. <laughs> Um, but with dog people, we're talking about dogs. We're talking about dogs. I know what I'm talking that about. That is the topic. Yeah. <laughs> and anything within there. I once said to this lady this ridiculous thing about her dog's penis. And after I said it, I was like, what? Who lets you out of the house? But then <laughs> it didn't matter because it had to do with, she was like, yeah, I guess. My dog was just really into her dog's penis. So and it just, it was like more so than normal. And so I was like, just sort of thinking out loud about what was so special about this penis. And yeah. then I was like, What? What happened? Like, why would you say that out loud? But you're, I'm, but she's like, you know, yeah, we're talking about dog penis. Yeah. Of course we are. You, that doesn't run dry though. Like you don't feel like at some point you're going to hit a wall with those connections or it's just kind of, it's also two birds with one stone. You want to get your dog out, play with other dogs. You can also like go home too. You're like, you're not there for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't think it'll run out because people are obsessed with their dogs. That's yeah. true. Because you're taking all of like the hardness of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of the stuff that like you really can't be so vulnerable and open and you're shoving it into your poor dog. Cotty yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is all about this, like taking care of other people's dogs. I, take, I babysit dogs a lot because I'm afraid of the commitment of my own dog. And also I'm still crying about the dog that I had in childhood who died. So I'm like, <laughs> you're not ready. Yet. I'm not ready for a new baby, but I I do I babysit a lot of dogs, and it's I just, just I squeeze the shit out of them when they're with me. Like mm-hmm. I let them sleep in the bed with me, and like all that stuff. Like I feel like I'm like sucking the life from them. <laughs> it's so much love. They have yeah. so, much, and they're so. I was telling Lacey, I like to give Lacey a list of things that's wonderful about her every day, just so she knows. <laughs> and um, Affirmations for the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to know it's not just because she's good looking and because <laughs> um, she's very good looking. It's also every day is the best day. She's such a happy dog. You know what I mean? When yeah. she's running, this is the best. She's having so much fun. And yeah. it's just sort of like this pure joy that you don't get anywhere else in your life. Yeah. I don't. I I wonder further research would tell us, but I wonder if they have the capacity to just sort of have like a blah day. I think it depends on the dog. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I understand they must have a little semblance of like personalities and things, obviously, cause one dog's very different than another, but I don't know if their brains are capable to be like how we are, where you're just kind of like, well, I just thought of that random thing of like that person who passed away or whatever for no reason. Like why did my brain put that in there right now? I don't think they have that. I don't know if they have quite like, yeah, like disturbing thoughts, but I, my brother lives with his roommates who have a dog and the dog is obsessed with the roommate, the owner. And when the owner isn't there, he is so stressed out. He's just like depressed. You can see his like little, like, and then we watched him over Christmas. Like he came to my parents' house in Arizona, the dog. And I was like, I could tell this, this is not him. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell like he wasn't himself. Like my parents were like, he's a great dog. He looks great. I was like, no, this isn't him. He misses his owners. Lacey's definitely different when one of us is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, I feel like that's not the same thing as being existential. Yeah. I don't know if they're writing in their journal, like what is life? <laughs> oh, yeah. How long is time? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's why they're so in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you've you managed to make friends both in LA and New York. And then this friendship stood out because you guys were, you went through a hard time together. When you made, through the process of you making that show and like you returning, that's like when you made this friends with Lucinda. Right. I'd say right after the show, I met Lucinda. Okay. I would also say that she initiated this relationship. Okay. I want to say that. Yeah. For the listener, Leah has a very important pointed <laughs> finger. Yes, like there I want to say. a pointed finger. I would never have, I am not a, I'm, I'm i I'll share things, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I don't get emotional. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just, and not because I'm against it, but it's because I don't have, when I get emotional, it's, it sort of rocks my whole body. So I just sort of try just to be like, that's a thing. And then yeah. not think too deeply about it unless I'm in a place where I can have a breakdown. Do you know what I mean? You try uh-huh. to keep present as information because to keep your, to preserve yourself. 
Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I didn't, I'm not just dumping this out on people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was very, and it was, she approached me, we became friends and then she talked about this thing. And so I, this was fresh for me. So I knew how hard it is to sort of yeah. take care of a parent. And just out of curiosity, so like you, so you left for a year, you came back and it took a whole year to make this show. Um, I, I can't tell you how long the show took, but I think it was, it was around a year, might yeah. have been a little shorter. And so, for, cause so you're processing, you came back and then you processed with the show when she approached you, did it feel like, did it feel weird to have someone do it? Or did you feel prepared a little bit because you had processed? Well, she didn't show? approach me about mom oh. stuff. She just sort of came like we were friends. Oh, okay. And then she shared this stuff. Oh, okay. And then I got what that feeling was because I had just gone through this. And so I wanted to be there. And then she sort of opened up and all this stuff. And, you know, I was available anytime she needed. And yeah, but she didn't come to me because of that. Oh, OK. She just like overheard like you guys are already friends. And she yeah. like overheard. Did she see the show? Um, I don't think so. Oh, interesting. I was just saying about the show thing to say that, like, I, I wasn't an open wound at that right. point. Right. Because if you had you met me early, a year earlier, I was like a walking. Yeah. But you were a little bit more secured in. Yeah. Because you processed. Yeah. And then you guys became friends regardless of the show. And then she started to share. Um, was she like in it, in it? And you kind of had already just come yes. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, I understand if she was just in it and then I was just sort of there at the time and she needed somebody and I was that person. But then we moved on and we were doing these other things. And right. then it was like with no, you know, when there's like usually a thing. Right. And then maybe people aren't, don't have the, um, the relationship or one, somebody doesn't have the capacity to talk about what went wrong, but you both know what the thing was, you know what I mean? But you don't, you can't fix it because right. you're not at a stage in your life where you can just have a direct conversation, but there wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you've racked your brain. You said you had thought there must've been one, some little thing. You have no theories of your own. <laughs> no, I literally was like, I would lay in bed and I would be like, cause you know, you're like, when somebody, you feel like somebody likes you so much yeah. and you feel like you like them so much. Mm -hmm. And then they just all of a sudden don't, like you and like they look at you like they don't know you like yeah. her whole demeanor around me changed yeah mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so you're also like maybe you have like a did you you know what I mean is there something that you're did your personality you know what I mean you yeah. literally go through all of the right because it's such a drastic change and right. then you're like why am I thinking about this person so much when I have my own life and I'm like brokenhearted over this woman who yeah. I thought we were gonna like get you know, necklaces together or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> we were going to like make bracelets. Cause that's the way she was like, she did it to me. She was she like, would open make up. You bracelet. No, no oh. but I mean, you know, when people are like pulling you out of yeah. your thing, let's be these buddies. And okay. then you're like, oh, I don't really do this. So I'm like, okay. And then, <gasps> then, then you just get used and trashed. The way you said, I don't really do this reminds me of like women when they hook up with guys really <laughs> yeah, early. And they're like, I don't really do yeah, this. Yeah, but they do really do that. And I say that not in a judgy way, no, no. but like, I'm sure we've all used that We've one. all used that uh, one. Yeah. And in the moment you feel like you don't really do that, yeah, but yeah, you know you do. You know. And otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And, but I mean, I, I wasn't in the, I wasn't looking for somebody to to share all that with. Yeah. But she was just like coming around to you and like, did you feel like, um, like you guys were friends and then you started talking about it. Did you feel like she was coming to you? And I know it turned into something else later. It turned into just fun, but like, were you really, did you feel like I have to be on call for this person? I didn't feel like I had to, but I wanted to be. Oh, okay. Because I know how hard it is to be in that place. Yeah. And I definitely feel like she was needing a person like that. Yeah. Did you feel like she registered that she needed a person like that? Or were you like kind of on the outside looking in like, you really should be talking about this more or. I don't know. She may be like a complete sociopath and be like, Hey, I need to find somebody who's been in this place, suck them for all they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> and then just peace out after my life's been pieced together again, because I'm psychotic. Uh -huh. But I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a thing that she thinks. Yeah. Or if she just does it without even thinking about it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, the way you just said it is because it's like it sucks that happened. But I wonder if that might people do that unconsciously. You can see like, um, again, there's so many things that sound so close to like dating because I was like, you know, people have like a rebound. Something bad happened. They want to be distracted from it. They kind of get in like a fling. Then they get out of it. Um, They're like, oh, this I didn't actually want this to be anything more than that. I wonder if it's kind of like that, but in the, I need someone to dump this trauma on, but you also shared the experience. And for you, it's really shitty because that was a really bad thing you both went through. Shouldn't that build to a deeper connection, like a friendship? For her, it might have been unconsciously just like, I need this person right now to dump my emotions on. That's what I, I my takeaway was. Mm-hmm. I sort of got to the point where I was like, one time I said something about the kind of man I find attractive and then she found a different kind of man attractive. And I was like, was that the thing? You know what I mean? You're digging so deep. <laughs> oh. You're like, was she offended because I, you know, were you I bo- like men that drive motorcycles. You know what I mean? Like you're like, what is, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're yeah. like, where, what is this? Um, What happened? Yeah. And then you see the person, which I don't see much because she, uh, (laughs) but you see them and you're like, oh, remember when we had a thing that was like, you know, intimate things about me and I know so much about you. Yeah. When you, when you have seen this person since, do they say hello? I think I'm sort of, um, when my feelings have been hurt, I'll be cordial, but then there's a turning point where I'm not going to in any way engage. Yeah. I've tried everything I could. Yeah. I'm not going to be rude, uh, but I, I'm not going to feel any of those feelings. Yeah. So whatever I have to do to not feel those feelings. Yeah. Mm. And it, that kind of relates to what you said before is because if you do go engage with those feelings, it is going to put you through this whole, you're going to be in a down place for a long time. It affects your whole. Yeah. I'm a really mental, deep feeler. Physical health. Yeah. So the goal is to feel as little as possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that, but have you ever heard that like a therapist or somebody say like, don't do that or. Oh no, no it has been suggested to me that I try yeah. hard not to. It has been suggested to <laughs> me. Oh wait, so a professional has told you don't, uh, that that's your good coping strategy. Yeah, that's or... a coping strategy because I'll go so far down mm, okay. or I'll go so high up that then it takes then there's always a crash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I just, I don't need to go over every possible thing and obsess about it and make it end of the world ish. You know what I mean? I'm just going to f- do the next thing I have to do. I'm doing the next thing I have to do. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I also like, you know, I worry about people. I care about people. How, what's happening? Are you okay? Is this, and I just can't, if you're just going to be an F and V about it, yeah. then it, this is not, you know, and we're, mm-hmm. we've moved on. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to make somebody want to be my friend. Nobody moved. Didn't move to like a. Nobody moved. Nobody moved. Nothing changed about the infrastructure of your. The infrastructure did not change. The infrastructure. (laughs) She's still there. Uh Did did you you guys have mutual friends? Yes. Does she still have those mutual friends? Funny. You should ask. Um, so these friends are through my old job. Yeah. And I randomly, yeah, this actually is a thing that has made this feel better. Okay. Talked to one of the friends. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, this, and that friend said, oh, did you ever notice that this person really turns? Oh, mm. so there is a pattern. So I was like, oh, she just does this. Yeah. She sucks people dry. Does, is she like fascinating? Like, of course, this is a fascinating woman. People are like very attracted to, like charismatic. In a a party, she kind of has everyone like, everyone's like, tell the next story. She makes you feel special. She looks at you like, huh? (laughs) I already know what Cotty thinks this is. (laughs) (laughs) Cotty always brings this up. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) A little bit. Say what you're going to say, what you think. Well, I don't, I don't have, I don't have it fully formulated yet. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm ask, trying to draw a picture of who this person is. I'll ask a different question, but I, or not a question, but I think it's important. You, you keep saying um, she sucks people dry, which sounds like a sort of different thing than trauma dumping. Trauma dumping is just, they're kind of like, oh, they, they need somebody to talk to and they dump it on you. But this is like, actually, I need to engage that person with their energy and feed off of it. Different? I don't know. Well, I guess my thought is about this 
Are they popular in general? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I don't know their world enough. Okay. Mm. I I mean, like, if they're fascinating, they like can kind of hold a party's attention. I just wonder if kind of like what you've been saying, like if that's their thing, not so much to suck dry, but they're like, I think you were saying that I was going to say she's a narcissist, yeah. <laughs> um, which is possible. Like, cause narcissists have a way of making people like feel special and feel heard. And then also kind of taking care of them. But then like, but then the, and the narcissist will approach you but then the narcissist will make you feel like you've been looking for them. I feel like I have a lot of narcissists in my life, i.e. comedy. And <laughs> I used to date a musician. So, oh, okay. um, <laughs> but this felt different, but the idea about what you're saying about how they make you feel. Yes. But the, that's the thing about the shutting off that was like, um, cause I also think a narcissist, like, there was something that would behoove a person to have me on your team. Like I'm a, I have no boundaries. I'm a people pleaser. I'll come pick you up in the middle of the night somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would you not keep that on the back burner? You know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. the ability to shut off everything and look at a person in a different way. Yeah. That is the extra thing. Okay. Here, here, hear me. Here is another cross examination. Wait, can I just say one more okay. thing? Okay. I'm not going to read the notes, but I'm just saying we have somehow blended the cross examination and reviewing the notes. This is cross examination. You're giving your theories. Go ahead. I just have one more theory. Yeah. So I had a roommate in college and we weren't really that tight. Maybe it's a little different. We weren't really that tight, but then her mother died and then we became really tight, like so, so tight. And then like, we were like really sweet to each other. And then over time I felt her not really like me all of a sudden and kind of belittle my experiences all the time mm. because I hadn't gone through what she just went through, which was obviously way worse than anything I was going through. But like, and then it just made me realize after it all fell apart, I was like, we didn't even really like each other to begin with. But then I like got all this information on her and maybe she, I don't know, maybe resented me or something for knowing all that much about her and being there for her in like wildly vulnerable moments. And like, we ended up uh, having a bad like friendship breakup, but I wonder if there's some sort of resentment about you knowing so much about her is another thought I have. Hey, I'm sorry that happened. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's not nice to like have yeah. somebody share and then they belittle you. Yeah. I don't like that at all. And if you want to give me a phone number. <laughs> I think life is, is taking care of her, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like th one of the things this woman does is, is vulnerable with lots of people. Okay. Yeah. So that woman at the party yeah. is like fascinating. Okay. I think I have an idea. I wish I had... I, I wish I had, um, it's so funny because like, it's handle. like an ex where I'll hear songs that we listen to together yeah. and I will <gasps> switch it. Really? Still. Son, mm. Did you guys have songs? Yeah. We would like go, we went on a road trip together. <gasps> we went away on like a girl vacation. Who does that? I never do that. Hmm. Wait, can you tell us her sign? <laughs> I have no idea what her sign Dang is. Dang it. We need to start asking for that more often. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know Making signs. <laughs> Making, oh, you'll find out more. <laughs> as, long, as well as the dog parties, like the astrology parties. It'll like just eventually come through. I, I literally ceremonies. have no idea. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll find out. There, um, and then I'll ask the question. There's no real, there's no possibility of romantic feelings. No, we both have relationships. But I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but I think we're both very, yeah. So you okay. said there were different times where you could feel her pulling away or it was more sudden than that. But can you describe any, do you remember any specific, I texted this and she's texted that or we met up and things felt weird or do you have any specific? I think it was more like, I can't specifically, I, I have memory like a 205 year old. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I remember my feelings. I don't remember details. Okay. Uh, I mean, the same thing about movies. People remember that character and are like, no, but I remember how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was more like, I remember the communication just ending on her end. And then I also remember when I'd see her in public, you know, when people look at you, like they don't know you. Mm. That's what I remember when I was like, I feel like we were, had an intimate relationship. When you see a friend, 
you have a certain kind of a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see you. Yeah. Tell me about your day. Yeah. How's your dog? You yeah. know what I mean? Like what happened with that thing? Yeah. What are you excited about now? What are you working about on now? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was, it was like, like we didn't know each other. And I think that'll hit you on like an evolutionary bio- biological level because that's how human communities form. That's how you feel safe. You see someone and they give facial expressions that go like, yes, I'm here. I'm going to help you survive and we're going to feed each other. Basically, that's what friendship and relationships are. And then someone looks at you like, I don't know you. Is that's, that's why there's like the uncanny valley, if you know about that. Like how when faces don't give the right reactions, you just feel like viscerally upset. You feel yeah. upset. You feel like yeah. you've been cast out. Yeah. You've yeah, been mm-hmm. cast out of the garden. Yeah. And I don't know what I did. Yeah. yeah. And mm. you want to be like, just tell me what I did. Yeah. So I can understand what happened. Yeah. I, you don't have to like me because I certainly don't like you anymore. Yeah. But I would, but you know, I think the older you get, the more you're like, I'm never going to know what happened. This had something to do with you. And obviously I wouldn't have thought about it, but the the <laughs> one that I could think of was this guy that I used to meet up at this fast food chain in, in um, Canada where I went to college. And mm. then like, he went like six months without, I thought we were, and then six months later he texted me as if like there'd been no space yeah. and time. And I was like, what the, f-? yeah. And uh, so, but that was the only, and then I was like, this actually hits much harder for yeah. me, but I don't like walk around thinking about her. Obviously right. it's been too long and I don't. And now as I feel like I'm older to the point where I'm like, Oh, you are just severely damaged. Yeah. Mm. So like you went through a thing with your mom. She's going through a thing with her mom. When you guys started to have like more of a fun relationship and not so much caretakery, was her thing kind of wrapped up or was it ongoing? But she just, it was just kind of on the back burner of her mind. Her thing wasn't wrapped up, but it was like, um, it was more in a place that was stable. Okay. And then did you feel like when it was in the friendship stuff, were you initiating the conversation? No, she was. She was. She pulled me into this. Oh, the whole way. The whole way. I was always her. Unwilling participant. (laughs) I'm not out there looking to. Man, this really does feel like a dating story. Holy crap. I didn't want to. Yes. It's not a thing I was looking for. I was emotionally fragile. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, not even in activities. I mean, now we know the dog parks, but like, I don't, I don't like shopping. I don't do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try a new thing. I'm going to make a new girlfriend. Yeah. And then it, and it hurt really bad. I was like, what (laughs) just happened? Have you been able to do that since? Yeah. Now I am making girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I also would rather, I think, make friends and have somebody leave me than not make friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be silly to just close this whole part of your life because, because of this someone one fucking was, insane yeah. woman. Yeah. hundred percent. It's all dating. Like it yeah, all sounds it like really dating. Is. Yeah. <laughs> the friendship ones hurt more because like, I don't know, dating, it's always like, well, they were using me for my body and now they've moved on. But friendship is like, I gave them my heart. Yeah. This is like, they're heart. using me for my mind. Yeah. yeah. They're using Which me is for my way heart. worse. Yeah. And my ability to care for them. Right. I also think with dating, we have money, more stories about it. Like, yeah. you know, it happens to your friends. It happens to people. Yeah. So then when a friend does it, you're like, am I fundamentally flawed in a way that people can't be my friend? Yeah. It's just, I, it, I felt so vulnerable. Yeah. And she was very like, um, she was so cool to me. I thought she That's was what like, I meant by popular. Yeah. She, that is yeah. definitely a part of it. It's very yeah. astute comment. And I, that is definitely a part of it. Did you feel like anxious? Like she's too cool for me. Kind of. I feel like I always feel that. I always, <laughs> like regardless of the person. I said that when I walked in here, I was like, these two people are too no, cool for me. No, we feel like you're too cool for us. <laughs> I was like, I should leave. No. I'm wearing my dirty dog clothes. Oh, and- no, no, no. Um, that was what I was going to ask is, uh, do you have like, you're, you're you're on the anxious side. I mean, that obvious. <laughs> I don't think it's obvious at all. Oh, that's most, nice I think most say. performers do. I think most performers are a little bit like, huh, like about to catch flame all the time. <laughs> yes, what a great description. Yeah. I yeah. would say anxious side is generous. Okay. How about living in anxiety? Well, here's the goal, just to like, just to talk it out. Like I was going to say, like, have you been diagnosed with anxiety, but 
I was like, is that the word or I don't know. Like I would say anxiety. I mean, I have a lot of diagnoses. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Different podcast episodes. (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's not just anxiety. You know what I mean? We got it. Um, Well, the reason I ask is because yeah, always, I feel like there must be people out there who are not anxious at all. I don't, I can't understand what that would be like. But you meet them sometimes and they when they hear this kind of like ghosting story or the concept of this podcast, they're kind of just like, oh, like some people just don't vibe with each other, and like go about their day. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> how do you how do you live like that? Don't you wonder what that was? And they're just like, oh, I might have done something. I don't know. Yeah. Don't like, you think what? what a gift to a like gift? not have oh, yeah. all this taken up in your head? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You need them working on something like special, though. I feel like what they do is. I'm like a high stress like, situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they just become like, I don't know, stockbrokers or something. Yeah. They're and like, they're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got to because they don't think about the ramifications of their actions. Yeah. 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 That's true. All of the people who've said that specifically <laughs> have been men on the podcast. Yeah. The women have never said that. <laughs> But yeah, or we, yeah, the men we found on the podcast are kind of always just like, I don't know, some people the just men, don't get along. Some <laughs> We've had wonderful men guests. Thank you, men guests, for coming. But the men and the women and the storytelling capacity is amazing. The men tell the story like it didn't happen to them. They're not sure what happened. This is what they heard. It's like, we asked you for a story that happened to you. How do you like, they're like, I don't know. I think this happened. And then the women are like, you're the first person I'm telling this to. You're the, like, they tell it like first player scenario, like everything. It's amazing. I definitely haven't talked about this out loud before. Okay. I feel a little vulnerable. Okay. Not even do a therapist. Are, you, are we helping no. you? Well, we are not therapists. We are not therapists, <laughs> but we well, do want you to feel that I don't, I genuinely yeah. don't harbor I don't care yeah I care when you start thinking about it you're like I also feel sorry for the girl that I was yeah who was like so vulnerable to people um I did tell my boyfriend before we came here but otherwise I don't I've never talked about it do do you did you hear any uh, after you guys parted you said her thing was stable did you hear any updates on her thing no I have No. no idea I'm not going to ask. Yeah. Oh, and then the clarifying thing I would ask is someone had kind of warned you and said, did you ever notice that that person really That flipped? was after the fact. After, after the fact. And that actually made me feel better. To them. I didn't bring it up to okay, them. And so then, then I didn't say data. anything in case it was a trick. Yeah. Um, I just go, <laughs> oh. Okay. One more. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to put the words of this question together. I also don't look people up on social media. I know oh, okay. once you're gone to me. You're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what she's doing. I mean, I know she's still in New York, but I I don't know what happened with her mother. I don't know what she does. You know, she's sort of more in other types of arts. I don't I haven't I don't stalk people online like I will. Once you've hurt my feelings to a certain point, I will cut you off. Like, yeah. Okay. one more one more question. I think it's I think it's the question. Did she talk about other people in front of you? And how did she talk about them? She didn't. She didn't talk about Because I feel like people. a big red flag to me is I get nervous around people who gossip about their friends. Okay. I get nervous to people who talk badly about their okay. friends. Um, just because then you're like, why would you do that? I get venting. That's yeah. totally different. Venting. I feel you. Yeah. But um, I don't. I, I, I'm the same way. Like if you need to get something off your chest, let's talk about it. You know, even if it's about someone else, that's fine. But when people just start bringing up little mean things about someone over and over again, I'm like, then just stop being with them. Just you don't have to be their friend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I also I, don't want to. I don't like participating in that. I think it's like kind of mean. It's mean. and yeah. It's bullyish behavior. I don't like it. Yeah. So I, she didn't way. red flag me in that way. I got tricked. Yeah. I fully got. I'm like one of those ladies in a documentary where a man moves into his house, spends all my money. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to read the notes. Read the notes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Out for one year, more like two. Was Cinda in the arts? Anger felt better. Rocks my whole body. <laughs> I don't really do this. F and B about it. Sucking people dry. She pulled me into this. <laughs> it does sound like a poem. It does. It's crazy. We've had people cry. We could do a, a punk rock where, where we're just like, I'm playing the drums yes. and I'm just, yeah, I'm sucking people dry. <laughs> about oh that. my God. This is a great live show idea. We have people write songs based on the notes. Oh. I really think that you should. 
And okay. then they just scream it. Yeah. I think Will would be good at it too. Will would yeah. be good at I'll have okay. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> We've gotten so much done in our time yeah. here. And I also think for people who haven't processed it, it would be so good to get it out. Yeah. This is um this is one of my oh, let's give our verdict. Okay, no, no, I no. wanna give okay. This is one of my favorite things. I place a lot of importance on this. It may not be important to you, but how much of growing up you grew up in Maine? Mm -hmm. How much of growing up in Maine do you think influences your personality? A hundred percent. In what ways? I my do favorite think, topic. <laughs> I do think, and I actually talked about this recently. I went on this, it's called, it's like a podcast for rural people. Like what makes it hard to be in? James is having a reaction. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I still feel vulnerable. I don't know if they posted it because like I share too much of myself, but I do think there's this thing where I am, um, by the way, I was raised. I am. Uh, overly trusting and um, not in like a safety way. Do you know what I mean? Not in like a, but a, with people mm -hmm. and uh, I feel responsible for the community. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're all in it together because like in small towns, you literally know everybody, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. I, um, and sometimes you, it makes you feel dumb. Yeah. Uh huh. Because uh, city people <laughs> because the rest of the world that. doesn't work that way. Yeah. And then you think, and then I think once you get through that, you're like, I would rather be how I am and be burned than not care about my community. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like ecstatic. Because James is so happy right now. <laughs> I'm like worried for him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because of course, like how could you get to know someone and then they just pretend they don't know you. Whereas I can go visit my rural hometown and drive through and still see people who just like wave even though I haven't lived there for over 10 years because mm. I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's you. And you're part of this community in that way. And your parents lived here and blah, blah, blah. Wait, how small are we talking the town? Uh, it's 2000 now, but it was smaller than that when I grew up. That's the right size. Like that's my hometown too. Yeah. I love the idea of this rural, uh, like investigation of rural identity. Cause you don't meet this a lot is of really comics cool. who are yeah. from rural. Yeah. Backgrounds. I, I don't know that much about Maine, so I'm yeah. glad that I think it's similar <laughs> across wherever. Yeah. It's just a small community where people know your family and you know their family. Yeah. Um, so and then like you like after my mother's car accident, the whole town did a fundraiser. Oh stop. Mm. I love it. What the people do <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Yeah. So even like and I think when you're a teenager, you're like, get me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me out. Yeah. And you're constantly getting in trouble. They'll be like, do you know that your daughter is up here? <laughs> Huffing paint? Uh, <laughs> leave me alone. But uh, as an adult, you're, and I think that we find community. I love, I love being in a city and I think that's why LA is so great for me. I loved New York, but LA has nature. Yeah. Um, and then I obviously like the comedy community, you find your communities, volunteering exactly. communities, if yeah. people go to churches, if people are like in groups, you know what I mean? But then, yeah. you know, I think the problem is, is that not the problem, but the, is that I will bring this to every relationship. Whereas you have to learn, I can't bring it to every relationship. Like this idea of. I expect them to care for me the way I care for them. Or that if I take, if I am open in this way, it's not going to be used against me. Yeah. People can do whatever they want. Yeah. I yeah. Did, but uh, that it's not my behavior isn't going to be thrown in my face. Yeah. Yeah. And I especially can't bring it to business. And that's what I brought up on this world podcast. Like I wish there were classes be like, this is how business works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like I, it's, and I think it's also because women were taught to not be when we get punished for being direct and asking for things. So, but then on top of that, if you came up in like the church or a small community, you feel like it's uh, immoral or rude in some way. So, so then that actively, I feel like makes it harder for you to be like, no, this is business. This is how it works. People have to work, act a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're allowed to ask for these things If they don't do it. You're allowed to just move on. Yeah. You don't have to make it work. Yeah. Um, so I wish there was like a class for that. I, I wish so too. I, especially arts related stuff because you're, you spend so much of your time. Like if you trained in the arts and whatever capacity, you're like always coming from this place of like art and like vision and your heart and stuff. And then like the real world is like, can you create that many times for money? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a slightly different thing. It's a different also muscle. Yeah. The lowest 
amount of money that we have calculated will make this viable. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. and then you have to advocate for yourself to be like, I'm actually worth more than that. And Which yeah. gives you diarrhea. Yeah. Yes. You being 100%. me, I don't want to speak for other people, but uh, constant definitely. diarrhea. Yeah. Constant. <laughs> Invest in wet wipes if you are an artist. Obviously the flushable kind. Yeah. Um, make sure you read that. Otherwise oh you'll my God, blow up please. your septic. I'm going to ask you where those are because I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get flushables. Um, okay. I think we're ready for the verdict. Yep. I wish I had a better verdict, but I think you're right that this person like kind of systematically sucks people up and moves on. That's my first part of it. The second part of it is I wonder if, if what, what she was going through concluded in a really bad way and she didn't tell you and it was easier to just like wipe it. I think that's giving her a benefit of the doubt. Okay. Which mm-hmm. maybe she deserves, but. It hurt really bad. Well, I would have thought that if that other person didn't. Say what they said. Yeah. I guess I wanted to hear more if you heard more feedback like that, but it sounds like no. I actively try not to. That's what I thought. Yeah. That you probably were trying to steer your clear of conversations about her and talking about her and you didn't want to give, show your hand how you felt about her. So, but I think you're, I think you're right. Unfor- I wish I had a better, more nuanced answer. Yeah, what I do think you- she's probably a F and B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I feel like I'm. Tra- I'm not even saying she's a a B. I just. I think that we might be circling around the idea of eventually you can have empathy for someone and be like, dude, like that must suck to be you when you do those terrible things. But I get why you might. But it sounds like you have something a little different, which is a healthy fear of that happening again. You understand your boundaries now. And it's kind of like acceptance, but it's still, you remember that it stung and you learned things from that. I guess I also, uh, I don't know. That makes me sound very well put together. (laughs) I also like feel like people in the arts specifically, like I grew up around actors and like, I would say actors in general are pretty shitty friends. Like they're just like so present with you and they're the funnest, but like you never really know if they're going to stick to their word. They're just flaky as hell. And comedians are sort of like that. I don't know. As we're we're growing up, you know, we're becoming adults. So like a lot of these judges I made were for younger people. But as I'm growing up, I'm finding, you know, people fall through the cracks, but then there are these cool people. But I also wonder about that. If she's like an artist person that they artists tend to, I don't know, they like create even in their personal life and then throw away very easily. I think it's that she presented herself as a ride or die. Which is what I am. Yeah. And then she's the thing that you're talking about. The artist. The artist. The artist flake. Flake. Yeah. And then she goes a step past flake by acting like she doesn't know you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. And I'm like, oh, remember when we had sex? And she's like, no. Yeah. Uh (laughs) This is so dating. (laughs) And not even like a no, like I'm saying no to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Like really, no. Really, I don't remember because I'm just so busy and artistic and like, like I you see mean so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would, ra- but like that's the, I'd rather someone was angry and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Than like you, li- nothing. And just mm-hmm. for the listeners, you guys didn't have sex or I guess it's not really our, any of our business, but like, <laughs> we didn't have sex. We didn't I have would sex. understand yeah. it better yeah. if we had sex. And yeah. then it was like, this wasn't the friendship she was looking for. Yeah. One that also involved nudity. And, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it, there was it. nothing sexual. Yeah. So now we are at unfinished business um, where you can say anything you want to your ghost. So if you could say anything to this bee, what would you say? <laughs> I don't think I'd say anything. Really? Just remain quiet. Because if she came up and started talking to you, would you say anything? I'd be polite. Yeah. Just like, good to see you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that either. Oh, I'd be like, how are you? How's it going? Oh, I'm happy. Um, I'm not gonna say good to see you. Yeah. Cause that would technically be, I don't lie lie about stuff. That's one of my little issues. I wish I did. (laughs) It's really hard to not lie about things, but I'd be like, Oh, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to say. Okay. Very cool. I, right. Mm. I just sort of feel like what I feel is that I wasted words. And so now she will have no more. Yeah. I don't know what quality that is, but I really. (laughs) I was going to say like the whole episode I've been thinking, you have like healthy boundaries, keep saying you don't or something, but it is like, there's a different energy to you that is like, 
you said not put together, but I think it is put together. Yeah. You understand yourself sounds, yeah. very well. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, so this, I, I just, I'm done. I will, yeah. <laughs> I will love you. Well, and I have friend love, but yeah. if, if I am betrayed that I don't want to fix it, I don't give a F. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put rules for people. I'm not your mom. Right. You do what you want to do. I trust you a hundred percent. I want to be trusted a hundred percent. I don't, you know what I mean? And then if you go over that line, I will take all of it back. And then I will just mm. never speak to you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect subject of a ghost detective yeah. investigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously I'd give you multiple, ch- but this, I, this, she kept pushing me away, yeah. not even pushing me away, acting like I, yeah, like she didn't know me. So yeah. that we're done. Yeah. Mm. Now, this is supposed to be the fun part, but if you could make a movie about this story and cast someone to play her, who would you cast to play her? I'm really struggling with this because do you know those people who have faces that when you look, I mean, yes, Um, but the kind of faces where like they make you feel special? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way they look at you. They're obviously good looking people. Right. And then they also. They have an ability to make you feel warm. Warm. And yeah. then when they look at you, they're looking at you. Right. Um, very present in what you're saying. Um, so they kind of make you feel important. Yeah. Then also like she's a cool girl. You know right. what I mean? She is. I'm like. I mean, what am I wearing? You know what I mean? Like I'm a dork. She <laughs> was like. A, she was like a cool girl too. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um. Just like comfortable with herself. Obviously not. But um, on the outside. So it's that mixture of like. Cool girl with this warmth that obviously she can turn on and turn off like some kind of a professional psychotic. Mm -hmm. I I have like a recommendation of who I'd cast based off that. Give it to me. I would say Nicole Kidman, like the ultimate movie star, because like they've like. There have been talks about how she can't like there was somebody was talking about her on Bewitched. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying there's some scene where they said action and she like turned on and it was like everyone fell in love with her who was watching like the crew fell in love with her. And and then she just like turned it off as soon as they called cut. I think a lot of movie stars have to have Mm -hmm. that. But when I think of like classic movie star, I think like Nicole Kidman. Hmm. It's also very hard for me because I know what this person looks like. Okay. (laughs) So I end up trying to pick somebody that looks like them as opposed to what the qualities are. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. When you're saying people have a face that makes you feel important in that. Tell me if I'm wrong. But on for male actor side, I thought. Paul Rudd. Well, yeah, but he just. Paul Rudd. (laughs) I thought Bradley Cooper for some reason, but I don't know if that's true. I would say Bradley Cooper is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd makes me like feel important. Yeah. That's kind of like his acting. And he has is. that like traditional good looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then he laughs and he's funny, mm-hmm. but it would be like if he was Bradley Cooper and then, then he stopped talking to you for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stopped talking to you for no reason. And you're literally like, what did I do? I definitely go through the what did I do is first. What about Rose Byrne? I like that one. Okay. Very mm-hmm. much. Cause she's funny and cute. She can really play the I whole love her gamut so much. Remember, she was in Troy. What? Yeah, oh, I didn't like remember that at all. Role. I don't remember that at all. I she's actually, like a sexy damsel, mm-hmm. and now she's like in every comedy movie. It's crazy. Her she's range. very funny. Yeah, the I am. Um, at the uh, um, physical is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just think she's like one of the prettiest people on camera. Yeah, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Her, Sometimes you're like, oh, we are funny and we're pretty and we're a great actress. She's clearly very smart. Yeah. Just a powerhouse. She's mm-hmm. so funny and get him to the Greek and <laughs> so funny and bridesmaids. So, so funny. funny. <laughs> I also really love, I watched this movie. I possibly, there's two movies that I possibly kept afloat uh, just by the amount I that I watched them. Um, this is where I leave you. Did you oh, watch that? Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I did watch that. I watched that. I watched that regularly. I I was going through a really hard time. And that line where he's like, it's really hard to see people from your past when your present feels so unclear. 
I like that line. I was like, <gasps> like I wanted it tattooed on my forehead because I was going through such a bad time that I didn't want to see anyone ever. I was like, please just mm. don't ask for me. I don't know. She's not here now. <laughs> She'll come I, back. I'm not here now. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that movie really taps into a lot of feelings. Yeah. I had like a really the same feeling about Bradley Cooper in um, Silver Linings Playbook oh, yeah. when he's with the therapist and he's like talking about this thing that he went through where that he did when yeah. he lost his mind. And then the guy mm -hmm. before he had like a diagnosis and the guy was like, that must have been really hard. And then you see him accepting Aww. that it was like, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. Not just mm -hmm. what he did, but that it's hard to have all those. And you're and I was like, ah, yeah, it was hard. Um, but I that's so that yeah, that hits you at the right time. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Damn. And then no. Uh, not a sad time at all. I fucking love the movie Chips, the remake. I have seen that with Dax. <laughs> with Dax Shepard. Um, is she in that? No, this no. is unrelated. Yeah. Just that I literally. Uh, oh, that's the other movie you kept afloat. Yeah. yeah. I went and saw this in the movie theater multiple times. That's so fucking funny. This lady got up. There's a lot of butt eating. <laughs> um, and this lady in front of me verbally got upset and got up and walked out. And I was like, what did you think you were coming to see? <laughs> You're it's like, a comedy. The movie. It's a comedy. And I, I bought it. I own it. <laughs> I watch it every time I see it coming up on television. On DVD or do you own it like a, like I a own it on DVD. Copy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a DVD player too. Um, and I actually brought my VHS player from New York. I'm not getting rid of those collections, but I, uh -huh. <laughs> I love this movie. That's so funny. You should tell Dax that even in a tweet, because I've heard him say in many interviews that he felt like a failure after that movie oh. came out. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. You should tell him. Honestly. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we, and watch if you it. have a watch party, invite me over. I'll watch it again. I'll watch We're it. We're going to, well. My, bird, mine is the birdcage. Sorry, I just had to share that. Birdcage oh, yeah. <laughs> with a remake with. Um, oh, no, Robin Williams. That one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us about your podcast yeah. and you wanted to plug two things you said. Yes. Yeah, so I co-host the podcast, Were You Raised by Wolves Yay. with Nicholas Layden, who's fantastic. You were mentioning texting etiquette. It's an etiquette podcast. Oh. And Nick does, I'm sort of more the wolf in the relationship. Um, <laughs> Nick will do like, we do every, so one episode is just questions we get from people and we try to figure out the right way. Cause it's sort of like social etiquette, okay. which I'm very interested in, like how yeah. we treat each other well and, and this podcast is sort of about that too. Yeah, yeah, I feel like so much people don't think of as etiquette yeah. is etiquette. And then he also in um so the episodes that aren't just questions, he will bring up like a thing, like a historical, you know, uh, like high tea. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, and then yeah. talk about where it came from and like the mm -hmm. history of it. And, yeah. And I never know what we're going to talk about, so I usually he'll be like, "Do you know what this thing is?" I don't. I don't. And it's like such a fun learning time. And then we usually go deep into one topic. Um, and then we answer questions. I really enjoy it. It comes out every Monday. Were you raised by wolves? Listen and subscribe. And then, you know, I'm new to the West coast. So I'm just on the East coast. I, you know, I, I was from, so I'm learning the comedy scene out here. So I'm headlining my first gig in San Diego. Yay. Thank you. At, at the gold room at my oh, drop cool. comedy, Great. June 18th. It's a Sunday. I would love it if you'd come out. I'm running my hour at the Gold Room, Mic Drop Comedy, San Diego, 7.30 show, Leah Bonima, please come. We'll have a great time. And then if you live in Colorado, I will be headlining the Vail Comedy Festival Memorial Day weekend. Ooh. That's awesome. Did I say June 18th for? You said June 18th. June 18th and yeah. Memorial Day weekend. That's awesome. Thank okay. you. Hell yeah. Everyone check that out. Put links to these yeah. things in the show description. And then also maybe you want to link to chips. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's really important. Please come out to San Diego. It's my first headlining gig on this side. Ooh. And I that's exciting. I just subscribed to the podcast on my phone. Oh right my now. goodness, it thank you so much. Great. Because I'm always interested in those kind of things too, because I grew up in a rural area. And then you move to the city and people are like, how do you not know this? And Very you're like, interesting. the amount of things I don't know is uh -huh. breathtaking. <laughs> it's breathtaking. <laughs> I was saying, I actually just went to DC. I was telling you for this, um, they brought comics and environmental right. specialists together. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, we're trying to talk more about climate change and the Inflation Reduction Act, like how to convey to people in like a not pedantic way how to what what it means for them. But um, I was talking about one of my jokes that I wrote sort of talks about moving from the woods to the city. And like, I didn't know what central air was. Oh, yeah. And like, I announced (laughs) it in this way that after the way people looked at me, I felt so dumb. Uh-huh. But I was like, how would I know? Like we had wind and uh, you know, and now wind is like the big what energy. Yeah. So you're like, well, I was well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's dumb Look now. Look who's dumb now. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. We've really enjoyed talking to you. You've told a really fantastic story. And everyone, please uh, check her out on the West Coast on June 18th at the Gold Room at Mike Drop in San Diego and at the Vail Comedy Festival on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, Thank thanks you. so much for being on. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I'm not leaving. I'm not yeah. leaving. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Kadi Asad Ghost Detective. The show is recorded, edited, and produced by me, James Hilmer. You can follow the show at Kadi Asad Ghost Detective on Instagram and support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Kadi Asad. Thanks so much.